Welcome to the Can I Kick It podcast with your host Showtime and the dope chick East Rock. Now go ahead, enjoy your music. I know what you're thinking. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Can I Kick It podcast. I'm your host Showtime. Along with me is my co-host, the incomparable East Rock. East Rock, what's happening? What's up? All right, so a lot of a lot a lot to talk about inside this episode. Now, first, we kind of had a little bit of um, misdirection, can we say, with this episode? Because we thought, at least I thought, this was going to be an episode that was all about uh, Kung Fu Kenny, as many people call him, or Kendrick Lamar. Right. But also, since our last episode, there's been uh, so much good music that dropped that we can't neglect it all. So. Yeah. We can have a heavy emphasis on K-Dot. All right. So we can definitely talk about that. It's just, it's been a lot of real rap that dropped in the last, like, couple of weeks. Way more than I even anticipated. Way more than uh, I think my ears were even ready for. It's like, to just kind of digest everything that came out. It was kind of hard because I got, I got stuck on some things as far as just, like, being able to listen to one project without stopping Mm-hmm. listening to it but I I, I, I gave it my best like I, I, I tried to give my ears to everything give everything a fair shot so this is going to be a fair assessment of all projects that were released um, at least all of the ones that I listened to yeah my, my ears are always ready so I was able to devote a good amount of time you know I get started immediately I get it cracking right, right away uh, so I listen up usually at midnight when they drop, it's right. something that I'm anticipating personally. You listen to Kendrick at midnight, right? Yeah, it was actually a little past midnight. I took a little nappy nap, and then uh-huh. uh, I probably listened to it about one or two. Okay, so did you listen to it at midnight because of the anticipation, or were you just up and, like, were you planning on listening to it at midnight? Like, was that your plan? Both. Well, I mean, it wasn't on the level of, like, you know, it wasn't tribe. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like... I planned, you know, snacks around it and everything. Right. But snaps and naps. <laughs> snacks. Snaps and naps. <laughs> you planned your whole day's worth of naps around tribe dropping at midnight. <laughs> you took several naps so you could be ready and you so know. I could stay up all night and listen to it several right. times. It wasn't on that level, but I definitely, I was definitely anticipating uh, the Kendrick Lamar release, and I knew it was coming out, so. I was ready. Because it was actually supposed to drop the week before, but he ended right. up dropping so uh, was on the ready. 14th. I wonder what caused him to push it back. Mm-hmm. Probably just getting it together at the last minute. Right. Right. I mean, because he's, I mean, specifically when you say get your stuff together, be ready on By April 7th. this date, like you should already have everything in line. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, the industry is the industry, so anything could have. Yeah. That could have been something that didn't even have anything yeah. to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Sample clearances, anything like that. So without any further ado, I think we should start this episode. I, I'm going to make a statement and some people might agree with, with it. Some people might not, but I just want to throw this out there. You stay with a controversial statement. <sighs> I'm sorry. I just... I have to be true to myself. So this is going to be another statement like I've never purchased an Outcast album because I can only float you past so many of those. Nah, I mean this is there, there was nothing wrong with that statement, but this there one was I'll, a lot wrong with that statement. Nah, not at all. I'll step out there with this one. But I'll cover for you because I love you. I didn't need you to cover for me because there was nothing wrong with me <laughs> never purchasing an Outcast album, and I never will. So many wrong things, but let's. Continue. Yeah, let's continue. So with this one, my statement is going to be, I am not a Kendrick Lamar fan. That's okay. 
I will throw that out there and I will I will I want to preface this entire conversation not only to say that I'm not a Kendrick Lamar fan, but it has taken me um up until this point to recognize that. I feel like I spent the last couple of years giving Kendrick a very fair shot um and trying to trying to be fair. Like I really wanted to be fair to him. Now, I can say I'm not a fan, but I'll also say that I don't dislike Kendrick, if that makes any sense. I think that's fair. I think that um I think that everything isn't for everybody. Right. And there's plenty of people in the industry, plenty of musicians, rappers, what have you, that I don't really get into, but that I respect for their craft. Right. I don't think Kendrick is whack. Right. Like I you don't, can, I don't think you could say that. I don't but think if you he's just whack. don't get into him. I don't I, I, I honestly don't even have I don't even have a problem with his music. If just that makes something sense. about him doesn't really It's touch just you. something about him it doesn't connect with me. And again, I'm talking up into up until this project and just basic discoveries that I made about myself and my connection with Kendrick or lack thereof through this project. If that makes sense. Yeah. Again, everything isn't for everybody. I feel like I had this uh, similar conversation on one of my social media platforms just recently uh, with my boy, Ken shout out to Ken uh, that I went to high school with. I tried a couple of times to get him to, give Kendrick a chance because he was on that, you know, I don't like Kendrick. I don't like Kendrick. And I'm like, even if he, it was, his thing was, uh, his voice is annoying. Okay. And that's, I was like, you know what? That's fair. Okay. His, so let's... his voice can be, I think initially when Kendrick really first uh, started making the rounds, that was annoying to me too. Like, what's that? It's like, mm-hmm. it it's not um, pleasing to the ear immediately. Um, but I came around, I was not an immediate Kendrick fan, as you know, but I came around because the boy just has flow. Like, his flow is um, kind of devastating for me. Okay. So and that's that's kind of what I, what we were talking about. He said his voice was annoying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, that's fair. And then after this project dropped, he told me he gave him another chance, and he just wasn't with it. Well, I will agree with Ken that it's not just... It's not just his voice. It's the fact that on certain songs, he changes his voice and almost he changes becomes, his voice or he changes his flow. He changes his voice almost like he's going into character, almost in a way that Eminem would do almost in a way that I don't have a problem with that. Kind of like what Redman would sometimes do when he would turn into Dr. Trevis. But I think Eminem would be the best comparison. I think Kendrick can rap. I definitely, I know Kendrick can rap. Yeah, his his flow is crazy. I, I have no problem with saying that he can rap. Um, and he has, I always respect uh, a rapper that has several flows and they all are executed well. I think they're executed okay. I, just in my opinion, they're executed okay. Now, just to kind of go into this album, there are songs on this album, almost like my my outcast critique there are songs that I like. There are songs that are really, really good songs. But there are also songs up there that I'm just like, eh. 
And not just because of his voice. I think his beat selection on some songs is off. I think the way that he, for lack of a better term, he's like he's rapping, but I don't know what you're rapping about. You don't know what he's rapping about? Sometimes. Not every time. Sometimes it's just like, um, because for me, it takes me a couple of listens to get Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's, there's, there's honestly no connection there. There's there's you no have zero connection. connection to him, and that makes connection. it difficult to um, even be able to catch the vibe because you're not uh, invested at all. Right now, I, w- I will say, and I'm sure you'll touch on this later when you go in depth, but I think Duckworth is a great song. I think, but you think Duckworth is a great song because of Ninth Wonder's production, or no, 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 because no. it's a good song in totality. I think it's a great song. I think it's okay. a gr- it's a great storytelling. I think eventually it'll probably go up there with one of the as one of the top storytelling songs of all times. It'll be right up there with Stan and I Got a Story to Tell and uh, Children's Story. You know, when it's all said and done, I think it'll be right up there with that. It's a great song. Um, so, But that's a song that I can connect to. I think the song Alchemist did a record. I can't remember which one it was. Yes, Alchemist did Fear. I think that's a great song. So let me say one of the things that I really appreciate about Kendrick and when you kind of mention like I don't uh, know what he's talking about is difficult for me to understand because two of the well two of the things that I really that I like about Kendrick um oh especially over these last two albums uh Damn and The Pimple Butterfly number 1 Kendrick um and you mentioned his beat selection that you don't really care for but Kendrick to me really um he goes into his production selection and his Song formulation. I don't know the technical terms to say, but he goes into it. Arrangement. Not kind of the arrangement, yeah, too. But he goes into the whole like making of the song um, from a a person that really loves music, not just a rapper that's looking for a dope beat. Kendrick is really uh, music centric. Like he deals with musicians. On his albums mm-hmm. and not just beat makers right. and not just production, but, you know, Terrace Martin um, is on the album. Um, you know, he's worked with musicians like Bilal and just especially the last two albums have really been like a music lovers yeah, yeah, yeah. type of album. Mm-hmm. You get a vibe from the whole album music wise. So I think that he does. I don't think that he goes into it like just looking for the best beats. I right. think he's looking at an overall picture and telling you a story start to finish, especially on these last two mm-hmm. albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, here's my problem. Here's one of my problems, not necessarily with Kendrick, but with uh, the the music climate that we're in is that we to me. When I hear people say that Kendrick, people like Rosenberg say that Kendrick is the best MC of all times or the best lyricist, you're trolling me, bro. Like, you're trolling all of us because I don't believe that you really believe that. I don't believe that you think that Kendrick Lamar is the greatest MC of all time. Even if we're just talking like... Yeah, he didn't even say... Kendrick is the best out right now. Right. Of all time. He went so far as to say of all time, Absolutely which is not. obviously ridiculous. Kendrick, Kendrick doesn't even have enough 
I don't even want to say not enough time in because he's got more albums in than Biggie, but you just, you you haven't had enough time to establish yourself as anywhere near that. Yeah. And not to mention like, and I feel like he's still growing in the game. I feel like he's got, you know, I feel like he's good, but I feel like he's got even better to get. Yeah. When you, when you put that label on somebody this early in their career, he's only what three albums in, um, and I get it. I get that a lot of his fans feel very strongly about the three bodies of work that he's put out. Uh, a good kid, Mass, uh, good kid, Mad City, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Pimple Butterfly and this project. I get it. But after, after these three don't albums, forget un- the untitled album, those were throwaway tracks. So I don't really even consider. But even still, when I listened to that, there was still no connection for me. But we okay. can throw that out there because it's. It, it's in it's in the atmosphere, but that's just a lot of pressure to put on an artist who's still he's still a baby in this game. Mm-hmm. Like because even though I he's put out that. four albums, it hasn't been a lot of time since those four albums were released. If you say he's the greatest of all time, that means you're putting him with Jay Z, with Biggie, with Nas, with with Kane, with, with G Rap. Like, I honestly, and I, I really have given this a lot of thought. I've never heard a Kendrick Lamar verse that's better than G-Rap's verse on the symphony, ever. Like, And I've heard a good amount of Kendrick Lamar songs. There's nothing in his body of work that if I had to compare it against, if we're talking greatest of all times, I've never heard a Kendrick Lamar verse that's better than, uh, 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 that's better than Raw or that's better than, you know, any classic KRS-One record, like, I mean, I have no argument. I don't. I don't even think. I mean, you have your crazy Kendrick stands <laughs> that might be co-signing that, but I don't think even Kendrick fans are ready to say anything along those lines. Right. So there's no argument at all for me about him being the greatest of all time. Cause right. That's just not. Those just those aren't real things. Now, if you want to put them up there with, let's say, the greatest MCs who have come out in the last ten years, I, you know, I'll I'll give you that. Like, I'll I'll, again, it's one of those things that I won't necessarily argue because I'm not necessarily the biggest Kendrick Kendrick Lamar fan. I think the boy can rap, but would I put him up there with J Cole or with? Drake, who to me is, you know, when he spits, he's an MC or with um, who else? Who else is up there right now? Well, you know, that's not my lane. Yeah, so. I'm, but I'm, I mean, I'm talking about like but I get it. No. the people that the, the ones that people say are spitters. Like, you know, if you want to put him up there with, with, with those guys and say, yeah, he's you know, he's the next to come and he's, you know, sure. Sure. Yeah, but. I, don't, I just don't see any real arguments. I haven't. And again, I try to dive in on social media when these things are swirling so I can kind of get the pulse of the people. I don't I don't see any arguments, you know, saying, yeah, I think Rosenberg, you even put him in a position, putting Kendrick in a position to have more criticism than necessary, because right. that's just not a true statement. Right. You're tro- I don't, you're I don't know anyone bro. that feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Kendrick is. I mean, so I don't think that you should set. I don't think that that should be in your mind when you're listening to the album. Like mm-hmm. he ain't this ain't the greatest. Like that's just not, that, that's not that's right. a non-factor to right. me because right, that right. just wasn't that was a silly statement. Right. So okay, so we can establish that he is not the greatest of. No, I just that's not even <laughs> a thing. That's right. just something silly 
that white guy said. <laughs> and I, and I I'm like not going to reduce Rosenberg to that because right. Rosenberg has a pretty vast uh, hip hop knowledge. Yeah, yeah, he and does. He does. He, you know, he he's got the receipts to go back and have an opinion. He can. He's not somebody that I'm like. Oh, you your opinion doesn't even count. Right. I, I allow him to have an opinion, but. That was silly. every now and then he steps over the line just right, a little bit, just right, a little bit. Right. Just, you know, we had the little situation with Chuck D a couple of years ago and, you know, just a little bit every now and then. Yeah. He, Nobody he steps over the line. Just <laughs> nobody out there is like Kendrick is the greatest nah, of all time. Nah. But now just to go back, I said I'm not a Kendrick Lamar fan, but I will say I do like this album. I do like probably about six. 75 to 80 percent of this album i don't like his voices on a few songs that's you know a few songs but i think that's something that takes getting used to i don't like some of the production on a few songs Mm -hmm. i mean cool Mm -hmm. um i think and this might get me some flag i think humble is the worst song on the album. I like Humble. I've I've been trying, you know, and the thing about this is that I've been trying to kind of force myself to like Kendrick for a while, like to really, really like get him. So when Humble came out, I listened to it, but I just couldn't find what the, I I don't, I don't get it. I I, I get it. I get the concept. I get the idea. He's just, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like humble. It's not him. It's you. That's fine. I just don't like humble. Again, I love Duckworth. Um, I love the Rihanna song. I really love the Rihanna. uh, That's loyalty. Uh, that's Terrace Martin on production. Mm -hmm. Soundwave, uh, DJ. Is it, uh, Dahi? I have no idea what that is. Is that the dude who was working with Anthony Tiffin? I'm not sure. But what I really like about or the song... Or Big Sean, I'm sorry. He, was he the guy that was working with Big Sean? No, nah, it was I don't about F-O-S-U. Big Sean. I have a clue. You What's his that. name again? DJ Dahi. I think that I might know, be the guy who, who got uh, production credits on Big Sean's I Don't F With You. I believe so. Okay. I'm going to have to go ahead and take your word on that. <laughs> I don't typically get in the habit of reading Big Sean's credits. Right, right, but, right, right, right. Um, but... I love him and Rihanna going back and forth trading bars, and I will say mm-hmm. your girl Riri kept up with him too right. on her, you know, on her. She fell into that little flow with him, mm-hmm. uh, and that was sweet. Um, I'm not going to say that every single song, production wise, sounds like a banger, but like I said with Kendrick, I don't think he's looking for a, you know a, a hot ass beat on each song. I right. think he's looking to paint an entire picture, and it works. So even the I have my favorites and the one in the songs production wise that really stand out for me. But even the ones that individually, you know, I may skip through, mm-hmm. they lend themselves to painting the entire picture of the album, um, which I'm fine with. Um, loyalty, like you mentioned, um, there's a couple of, well, you didn't like Humble, but. Mike Will made it. Yeah, I don't like him. Um, or as I used to call him, Mike, Mike Wilburn. Will right, Mike Wilburn. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, but he had made a couple of appearances on the album. He produced DNA, which I like. Um, you know, it gives you a little bounce. It gives you a little, you know, you turn it up in the car. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, with Kendrick being, uh, you know, he's he's really into the music. It, musically, his albums, you know, music means something to him. I can tell by the way he chooses uh, his production. Um, Bad, bad, not good. 
the if, if you're not familiar with Bad Bad Not Good, they're an actual band and they have production credit on Lust, um, along along with Soundwave. But Bad Bad Not Good are real musicians, mm-hmm. and they just you know they help create this musical vibe. Um, but, but oh, if you're not familiar with them, Bad Bad Not Good is the band that had the um, album with Ghostface. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Sour Soul. So yeah. I was happy to see them on the album. Alchemist. Like, who doesn't love Alchemist production? Right. Alchemist is on Lust, like you said. Um, Duckworth, obviously, is really dope. Um, like you said, it's good storytelling-wise. And then, you know, I really love when Ninth Wonder gets on there and, you know, does those beat switches. Changes the beats up, yeah. Like he did so many times on Rhapsody's album or ep excuse me i'm gonna say this now just because you brought rhapsody's name up and i've been itching to say this but we're going to talk about her again later so while rosenberg is talking about rap uh night uh what's the boy's name about kendrick lamar being really (laughs) the greatest really rhapsody is out here chopping up all the let's talk (laughs) about the fact that rhapsody is slowly but surely climbing the list not she's not climbing the list. Like she she's, she's in the, the park. The like she's like, walking through there. Like what's up? Her rock like she's thing. got her chisel. Like waiting to knock <laughs> got her somebody. Rock climbing shoes. Listen, listen. When we talk about her it's in real. a minute, like if listen. you're late to get on the Rhapsody train, like choo choo. Like we leaving you. Right. Like uh, oh my gosh, you're so late. So let's 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 hold let's, off on yeah, that. Yeah, let's because I, I got whole, I got a whole lot to say. About but Duckworth obviously um, is pretty is just pretty freaking dope. Mm-hmm. But like I said, all of the songs just really lend themselves to an, a complete vibe. And so even the songs that aren't my favorite, I'm not compelled to like skip, skip, skip. Because if you listen to the album start to finish, just like with "To Pimple Butterfly," it gives you a whole entire vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was here for it, obviously. Um, also, I. Uh, Ninth Wonder, uh, not so humbly mentioned on his uh, Instagram, or maybe it was Twitter, that Jam was the only squad repping on the last two Kendrick albums mm. with Rhapsody on Complexion. Oh, yeah. On To Pimp a Butterfly. And obviously Ninth Wonder on Duck, Duckworth. I, I, I do like also how he had Duckworth at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a bookend to kind of close. Yeah, it was a complete vibe. It like, because if, if you think about it, the finish. album starts with uh, the news reporter talking about, um, you know, the song. Well, it we starts said. with that little like w- with. Um, it starts with that little story he's telling about walking up to the lady, and then at the end, oh yeah, she yeah. takes his life, right. Starts with that, so right. that's starting it off, right? And then it ends with the story of Duckworth. Mm-hmm. And can I say that I, I I do like his? I think it's his 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 uncle or his cousin that does the skits, mm-hmm. not the skits, but mm-hmm. like the voicemail recordings. Talk about talking about how he's praying for him. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, on yeah, him. yeah. What's his name? Is it? What do you say his name is? I forget. But anyway, I find it interesting that 
in one of the earlier songs on the album, Kendrick shouts him out and he says his he says his first and last name. I mean, his last name is Duckworth. Duckworth right, yeah, yeah. right. So I caught that. So again, I, I think it's one of those albums where everything is kind of tied in. There's a lot of intricacies that you don't get on first listen. It's not an album that I could actually like ride out and listen to like Ross. Um, I could. I could ride out the Kendrick. It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, he, he, he can spit. Like, I, I have no problems with him him spinning. But similar to, you know, when people bring up Eminem as one of the greatest of all times, Eminem is a great Eminem is a dope MC. I never liked full Eminem albums. Exactly. Exactly. I and never that, talk about a never. I never purchased an Eminem album because right. I never liked them. I like Eminem on other people's joints. I like plenty of Eminem songs, but whole albums, nah. Right, but much like Eminem, Kendrick slips into these pockets where he changes his voice, where he does a little bit. Again, it's not as extreme as what Eminem was doing when he would slip into like a character for some or something like that, um, or he would change his voice. It's definitely not that extreme because with M, you know, he would talk about you know, killing right. his baby mother and doing all this foolishness. But that's just, it's the same type of vibe. There's no denying that he can rap. It's no denying that, you know, when he put his, when he put his mind to it, when he put his pen down to that paper, like he going to get busy. And I really appreciate his flow. You may not, but yeah. Kendrick got, Kendrick got flow. Yeah. Also, you said you don't really, um, you don't really know what he's talking about. And I really Sometimes. feel like, there's a theme for the at least the last two albums. Kendrick is um, dealing with a lot of duality, like a lot of Kendrick versus Kendrick, like the expectations or the the things um, that you're supposed to be in the society versus what you really are. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of um, deeper meanings. And like you said, maybe some things that you don't won't get on the first listen. But I think it's really the last two albums have been about Kendrick battling himself. Like maybe the man he sees himself becoming versus, you know, who he is right now or who he was in the past. Um, I hear a lot of that. I hear a lot of um, just duality in Kendrick versus Kendrick. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot. That's a theme that's. I've noticed over the last two albums. And meanwhile, I'm just sitting around waiting for some boom bap hip hop. Like while he's going through this <laughs> this internal struggle. These like, are, but these I are just, real life things. I just internal want some boom bap. I just want some boom bap. That's it. Internal struggle is something that, you know, we all should be able to relate to. No? Yeah, definitely. But you know. I just feel like if you this is why I said if you if it's not for you, you're not going to if you're just not into it, you're not going to connect to it, because if you were into it, then you would I think you'd be able to you'd have the ear to pick up on some of right. these things. Right, 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 right. Again, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad album. I don't think it's a whack album. I think for his fan base and for newer people who may not have been exposed to him, I think it's a, a, a really solid project. I think he's also lining himself up to be considered if I mean he already is being considered as one of the greats of this generation because he has three bodies of work that his fan base really really appreciate and they really really you know I I hear people say Good Kid Mad City was a classic I heard people say To Pimp a Butterfly was a classic I don't agree with either of those but to his fan base that's you know that may be true so I'm not mad at it 
also really appreciated um, that he brought back Kid Capri to holler oh, all yeah, over the I album. Oh, yeah, I did love that. I, did, I definitely did <laughs> that love that. That was a that. definite throwback, I, and it was really unexpected. And I almost feel like Kid Capri doesn't even really go with the Kendrick vibe. Right. But I appreciated it. Yeah, because I like that. that took me back to, like, you know, who growing up in the 90s didn't hear Kid Capri right. hollering all over right, right, tracks. Right, right. Yeah, so I definitely did like that. That was cute. That was pretty dope. Um I like that he called out Geraldo uh, as he called him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he called him Geraldo. Geraldo. <laughs> Geraldo. Uh, and Fox News, um, because I just always thought it was so ridiculous that Geraldo is really on that uh, as a Hispanic man, mm-hmm. that he's on that uh, that BS. Right, 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 right. Like right. you don't have brown sons. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, overall. I think it's a good project. I think it's solid, but you know, only a couple of features. I like that. Um, it allows you to just get into the vibe and for him to be able to tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so only, you know, keeping the features minimal, it just allows you to shine even more. You got to come with the goods. Okay, so you giving it five five mics? I mean, how many mics would you give it? Oh, I haven't thought of things in that. Oh, also, I want to mention, because another argument that I saw on social media, not an argument, but just a point, a question someone posed, um, is this Kendrick album that good or is it that we're just so starved for good music these days Mm -hmm. that it stands out more because we're starved? And to that point, I want to say yes and no, because... There is a lot of trash out there. Mm-hmm. There is trash abundance. Definitely. But if you're really still a person that's like, I can't find, you know, nothing good is coming out, then you aren't looking because there's so much. Now, in relation to how much trash comes out, yeah, the the ratio is, you know, much lower of actual good quality uh, albums. But there's plenty out there to, to that you can get into. Mm-hmm. I think the album is just a good album. Yeah, I'll say this. I, I would appreciate, I think I would appreciate an album where Kendrick, now I'll probably never see this, but if Kendrick worked with only East Coast producers or if him and Knight did Ice it. Cube. Yeah, or if him and Ninth did an entire project together, I think I could appreciate Kendrick a lot more. I think he and Ninth doing a full project would be perfect. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Because then I could get, again, because I just, the vibe just wasn't there for me. But, again, if I had to, you know. But you've never been that into West Coast production. Aha. And there's the gotcha. And here's the gotcha, gotcha. I wasn't going to say this, but you brought it out. You're twisting my hand. You just haven't. I don't and I, think and there's a there's a difference. There. Not only I West mean, Coast production though, and then again, this this could definitely be my internal bias. If it ain't Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted, or Ice Cube Death Certificate, it's going to be extremely hard for me to ever say that any album that originates from the West Coast. Well, no, 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 no. I take that back because Game they they few and far between. So Ice Cube Game's first album. I don't have too many classic West Coast albums on my on, on my on my list. That's 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 I can't co-sign that because 
I, I mean, I just think that's your ear. You love, like you said, boom bap, as do I. I love boom bap. What are the what are the what are the classic West Coast songs? Even hold on, even back in the nineties, West Coast production is different than East Coast. East Coast, I feel like, stems more from a jazz base, whereas more West Coast stuff would would um, be more fun. What more fun? Absolutely. So it's just a difference. It's not you. You just have. I mean, you're just you have a limited ear for what you like. You I mean, like and, and I'll, I'll take that. But uh, yeah, I'll take that. Okay, so back to your question: classic West Coast um, albums. And before you say that, I'm sure some people are going to say Chronic. I'm sure people are going to say Doggy obviously style. Chronic. Oh, obviously cool. Doggy Throw those Style. Throw those obviously, in there. before uh, anybody hops on me on social media. Obviously, straight out of Compton. You're not putting no NWA as a classic album. I'll put niggas for life, niggas like, for life up there before straight out of Compton. That's what I meant. Niggas for life, okay. not um, straight out of Compton. Yeah, I'll put niggas for life out of there before straight out of Compton. Um, so I, let, let me let like, me re, nah let me retract my statement. Let me let me retract my statement before anybody hops on me. There are West Coast albums that I will consider that I do consider as classics. So I have to in. You keep making me do this. Like I have to read real fast. Like at the bottom of the commercials, like the views expressed by Showtime are not necessarily <laughs> those of each rock. Nah, that's cool. No, no, no. But 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 I retracted my statement. I I, I went back and as I think about there it, there are plenty of classic West Coast albums. Eek. <laughs> um, last West Coast album that was a classic to me was a documentary. So overall, I'm I don't I can't think in terms of mics anymore. But this Kendrick album is very solid for me. Okay, I'm, I'm here for it. All right. I Did think you hear cool. the the conspiracy theories about the fact that another album was going to drop on Sunday? Y'all made y'all really made me get up and look on Sunday to see if there was an album that came. <laughs> y'all really made me get up and look because I was like, "Well, I'm seeing it a lot," and they had like a whole PowerPoint production of why this right. was going to happen. And you fell for it. <laughs> I'm not saying I fell for it. I'm just saying that I did look. April Fool's on April 14th. And we got up huh? to get ready for church. I did, right. I did mm-hmm. look real quick to see right. if I was going to have to blast another Kendrick album on the way home from church. Right. Not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. All right. So moving along. Kendrick's album is solid. I think it's cool. Um, it's cool. I'm going to say it's way more than cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, cool. Kendrick's album is dope. Yeah, it's cool. It's a good album. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, it's a, it's a good album. So let's move on. So, um, right up there for me with the Kendrick album, and I, I posted this because I really want y'all to support this because we keep saying not enough good music comes out and then we don't really support it. So, that Talib Kweli, Styles mm, P, mm, mm. of The Seven. Mm, mm, mm. It shouldn't even be called The Seven. You know what it should be called? The One. The Gospel. <laughs> <laughs> it should be called... The gospel, according to the book of David Styles and Talib Kweli. Listen, because they said more in that, and it's very short. Um, seven it's joints. It's like seven, well, it's the seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but it's it packs a punch. They said more in that 30 minutes than your favorite MC said on his song with 18 tracks, his so, album with 18 tracks. So, you know, Ross is my favorite album to be released this year. This Styles P album and the Styles and Quality album, hands down, if, if I'm not going to say it's better than Ross, but it is definitely 
It is definitely one of the greatest it's bodies really of work dope. that we've heard in 2017. It's really dope. Um, they, it, well, first of all, I'm upset because I couldn't find the credits for it. Yeah, we have no idea who produced anything on the album. I looked all over the internets for Except the, for uh, Crisis, Crisis did. Uh, let it burn. Let it burn, right. <laughs> so let's talk about Let It Burn. First and foremost. <laughs> Rhapsody bodies everybody else on this record. She is, like I said before, on her way to becoming one of, if not the greatest MCs to ever touch a microphone. I have no problem saying it at this point. Rhapsody is so dope. And what I'm so upset about is that, you know, we live right here in NC, Mm -hmm. you know, Rhapsody up the street. Mm-hmm. And I still have yet to see her live. Like, right. I keep missing her. Um, I, I keep, like, just missing her. Yeah. Um, so, I, I need to see Rhapsody live um, soon. She's so dope. And I think she's the perfect complement to this project. Like, she's... She just... She, well, you know, I really, um, really loved her on the Indy 500, the mm-hmm. the Quali and Ninth Wonder project right. um, on, uh, what was it, Every Ghetto. Mm-hmm. Her and Quali together, they had a little something. They yeah. had, Their chemistry is really good together on a song. Mm-hmm. Their flows fit together. I really loved them on Every Ghetto. So it was only right for them to bring her on for this one. Right, right, right. But this album as a whole, Quali and Styles complement each other very well. Uh, I think it's a yin and yang situation where they just bring the best out of each other. Like, I, I honestly, and, and you know, Quali is, is, I haven't liked the Quali album. If we're being honest, I haven't liked the Quali album in a very long time. Well, let's just be honest. Quali's uh, production. His picking, selection is just be, be a little off. off, off. And I'm, I'm my, one of my theories, you know, I have these Quali theories. You know, I have these theories, but Quali does not make great projects without other people. And that's just, that's if, really if we're being that. honest, like that's Black fair. Star was a great album. Uh, Reflection Eternal Train of Thought was a great album. But then when we look at what Quali does on his own, it's like you have good singles, you know, you have some good songs, but your complete really bodies singles, of work. But there's they not really a quality album like I can say I just pull out and listen nah, to front to back. Nah. And it took me a long time to realize that. I think it took me maybe like two albums after Reflection Eternal to realize like uh, you I don't can like rap. Albums, bro. <laughs> right, you can rap, but again, your song selection just it ain't all that. And there's plenty of rappers that fall in that fall into that category. Right. But um but he and Styles P together. I don't think that I just would have automatically thought of them together. No. When um, they started making the rounds, I was like, huh? I didn't even know they were making the rounds. Well, I heard about it because a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Stace LaRock, uh, a friend of mine in New- that lives in Brooklyn, uh, she went to maybe a month or two ago, she went to a concert uh, or a little gig where they were playing uh-huh. before I even knew that a whole album was coming out. Um, they they were already doing dates, or well, at least they did in New York. Oh yeah, I knew nothing about and it. And I was like, "Stop! Wait, Quali? Oh, okay." So when I started thinking about it, I was like, "Hmm, that's not some, but that's just not two MCs I would just put automatically together, right? throw together." But it works. Yeah, it really works. Um, 
and you know, Styles P said a long time ago that he's your your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. If I was a rapper, I would rap like Styles P. <laughs> That's what I realized. That's what you would do. If I was a rapper, like I would completely mimic the way that Styles P raps because he can rap. He really can. And we just saw the locks live. Mm-hmm. What is it? Three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? A while ago. Two or three weeks ago, we just saw the locks. And man, like, it's just been so long since I've just. They gave me joy. Like, I was so happy yeah. for all three of them. Like, they're a super group. Because mm-hmm. individually, they're really dope. But all, just think of how good all three of them are. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think the locks uh, have cemented themselves in history as... And the locks appear on this album. So right. Anytime right. you got, you know, Quali and Styles P, but then Jada and Sheik. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but all three, all of them are on uh, Jada body point five. Yeah, Jada bodies that record. Jada killed yeah, it. He bodies that record, and you know I love. I'm a huge fan of the back and forth flow that mm-hmm. Jada and Styles are masters at. Yes. Um, but to hear Styles kind of do that with Quali, there's a part in nine point five where uh, Styles, I mean, where Sheik is rapping, and then Jada comes in. It's just you know vintage. Mm-hmm. locks flow mm-hmm. um and it, it just felt it felt good like it's a, it's really the content is good you know the, the, yeah, the they, production they're talking about something yeah they're talking about something everything from police brutality um to just the state of you know state of society right now mm-hmm. it, like i said they packed more into that 30 minutes than some of y'all's favorite rappers on their whole album with 18 tracks. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I got stuck on this album. I probably listened to it. I've listened to it 10 times in its entirety, probably. And it was just released like a week ago, probably less than a week ago. Um, it, I think it's a great body of work. I think it's what we need. Talk about doing it for the culture. Yeah. Like, this is, like if, if you couldn't grab but one album that's come out recently... This for real, this is the one you need to grab because yeah. they are doing it for the culture. And, you know, there was I, I read something where Quali was talking about how when they make these decisions to do these things, they're thinking about the culture always. Mm-hmm. And we need more MCs to really be thinking about the culture. And Common is on this album. Oh gosh. That song, that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, teleprompter. Yeah, teleprompters. I wish I knew like some of the production. Right. Other than Crisis, but Common on that teleprompter, that it's, it's perfect. It's so just, just perfect. let's just think about this. We have a full album that includes Talib Kweli, The Locks, Styles P as a solo artist, Common, Rhapsody. Like it's nothing but MCs. It's nothing but <laughs> MCs, and it's good. Yeah, and it's good. Like if you if you're not up on this one, you need to right after this podcast. You know, go put put in time on this one, yeah. and it's only a quick short seven songs. Yes, yeah, quick seven joints. It's um, it's like right on the line, like one song shorter. It would have probably been an EP, but mm-hmm. um, I know some EPs with seven songs, but this this they're right in that sweet spot. It's perfect. Yeah, so I love this album. I if I had to give it a mic, a, a number of mics, I would give it five. I would give it, yeah, I would give it five. There's nothing I don't like about it. So yeah. I will give it a five. It's great. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. All right, moving on. What else we got? Um, 
So I want to talk about the Raekwon album that dropped a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely since our last episode. The Wild. Now, some of y'all, you know, in talking about good albums that dropped, some of y'all were talking about Joey Badass. I'm not a huge Joey Badass fan. Um, I don't have, I don't find anything wrong with him. I just, it's kind of like you said with Kendrick, I don't really connect to him like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I did take a listen to it and I think it's, it's definitely it's good enough. Um, y'all tell us what you feel about the Joey Badass album. Yeah, I didn't even know he dropped the album, so I can't even. Yeah, I just when people were talking about um, you know good music that had dropped, people were and, and when I was promoting the Quelly Styles P joint and saying, "Hey, don't let Kendrick overshadow this. Y'all need to support this." Um, some other people were like, "Yeah, Joey Badass came out too with right. some dope music," and I listened to it, and it's you know it's nothing awful about it or i can't say it's whack or anything i just don't really connect to it so i don't really have like a lot to say about it because i just don't connect yeah and as we're recording troy Ave dropped the album today or tonight i haven't i haven't listened to it we can we'll talk about it on our next episode okay um i've been seeing people rave about it uh over the last couple of hours so we'll see We'll we'll talk about it we'll touch on it on the next episode yeah, but this Raekwon, The Wild. Raekwon's album is dope. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like, it's the Ray you want to hear for the most part. Yeah. Almost almost throughout the whole album. There's a, there's one or two songs where I was like, eh? But for the most part, this album is really good. Yeah. It's the kind of tracks you want to hear Ray over. Um, you know, Ray can be a good storyteller as well. Yes, he can. Um, he has a tribute song to Marvin, Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. the feature CeeLo. I love that song. That's really dope. Um, who else does he have on there? He has Lil Wayne on there. Uh, he has the singer Andra Day on there. He has G Easy on there. What do you feel about G Easy? I don't I, know. <laughs> it's funny because when I when I saw Ray pro- promoting the video on 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 Instagram, I was confused. I was a little confused, and then when I heard the song, I was a little bit more confused. <laughs> so I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I didn't need Jeezy on. That. I don't need Jeezy on anything ever in life. <laughs> Ever, but I think there might. I think there may have been a. Maybe it was political. It was an oversight. No, no, no. Maybe it was. Maybe it was political. Maybe there was something. Um, like well, we'll let you do this album, but you're gonna get this G Easy. Yeah, yeah. Because G Easy is managed by somebody. I can't remember who it is. Who cares? Yeah, he's managed by somebody in the industry. So maybe you know it was like a favor for a favor type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that the album, because you know this is what it comes to. Um, I have a question about this is what it comes to. So when this is what it comes to, when uh, Ray first started uh, posting about it, mm-hmm. that was like the first song, I think, that he started posting mm-hmm. about, for you know, before the album dropped. And when he dropped, when he um, dropped it on his Instagram and had the little visual for it, I was like, am I missing something? I need to know if I'm missing something because it said this is what it comes to, T-O-O. Mm-hmm. Like this is what it comes also, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was a typo. Right, but when I actually look at the album, <laughs> it still says this is what, this it, is comes what it comes to. to. Right, <laughs> this is right. what it comes to. Right, and I need to know: is it something metaphorically that I'm missing? Is mm-hmm. it like 
is it really supposed to be? This is what it comes also. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I'm so confused because I can't imagine somebody really letting that go all the way to production. Um, All the way for the album, for me to be staring at it on title in it for it to this still is say what this it, is what I'm it trying comes to, to. This somebody, is what it comes. I'm hoping. I mean, it could be one of those things like, what was the movie? What was like something, 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 two, when they spelled it T-O-O instead of T-W-O. Like from, it was like a movie from the eighties. Does he does he have a song called Is there a This Is <laughs> This Is What It Comes One? And this is like part two of that when he just shows to spell it differently? Mm. No? I just Is there a Raekwon song? I called, just want to know because this is what T-O-O it, would mean also. Right, no, I get it, but I'm just no, I saying know you get it, but like <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help the brother you, out. Did you just add an extra O on there mm. by mistake? And if so, how did that get? This is what it comes to. And it really bothered me because, you know, like that kind of stuff really bothered me. This is what it comes to. This is what it comes to. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That really bothered me. And uh, one of my Instagram friends and I had like, we're talking about it when he posted it. And I was like, why did no one catch this? Like, yo, and what, we what, laughed what, about it then. What was the movie though? Like, I don't the, know what you're the baby about. boom joint with John Travolta was it Boys of the Baby? Was that Baby Boom? Oh, Baby Boom. No, not no. What baby was Boom was um no. That was with the white lady who had the job and she was <laughs> she was making like homemade applesauce in her Diane cabin. Diane Keaton. Yeah, her. <laughs> What's the joint called? I'm talking about. Look who's talking. Look who's Look talking. who's talking. Right. So there was Look Who's Talking. By the way, Baby Boom is one of my favorite 80s movies. Yeah, yeah, that's movies. a real classic movie. One of my favorites, too. Start making a little applesauce. Right. All right. Well, okay, don't let me, don't get so me started. So it was Look Who's Talking, and then it was Look Who's Talking 2? Like T-O-O. But, but that made sense right. because they had a second baby in that movie. So it was right. like, Look so Who's Talking also. This could be the second version of a song that you've never heard of before. It could be, This Is What It Comes. Two? Two? That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> and that's what, you know, and, you know, I'm like, did, did ghosts rub off on him? Is it like something? Right. Is it, you know, is it like ZD? Is this rap like ZD? Rap like like ZD. is maybe it's something I can't understand. So I need, I just need hmm. someone to explain it to me. Did they really take a type of grammar mistake all the way to production? Or is there a meaning that I just don't get? Hmm. And it'd kind of be disrespectful if I go on his Instagram and be like, hey, Ray, is it supposed to be T-O-O? Like, yo, Susie. (laughs) Throw it out the window. Yo, chef, what's the math, God? (sighs) Call me back at the God hour. Call me back at the God hour. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know. Like my old earth want to know, why do you spell two like T-O-O? I'm trying to study my lessons. (laughs) So, I don't know, but that really, really bothered me. Although, this album is super good. That really bothered me. However, back to the album. If you haven't checked for that yet, you late. Go, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, go yeah. get that. That's a really dope album. I love it. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's I guess we've covered all of the notable new releases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So I guess that means it's time for, we don't have a guest on this episode, so it's just us. So I guess it's, it's time for us to move on to the reminisce list. That's what's up. What's your reminisce list this week? So my reminisce list this week, since we were so talking about um, Talib Kweli, we were talking about Styles P, mm-hmm. and um, I decided that my reminisce list is going to go out to Raucous Records. Aww. Not only Raucous Records, but also Raucous Records and the Sound Bombing albums um, or the Sound Bombing CDs at the time. Can I say something? Yes. You want to keep it real. 
You go to Rockus. Go to Rockus, right. We keep right. it profitable. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Rockus Records. ever in a movie. Rockus Records was so lit for the backpackers, like back in the. This is an excellent reminisce list. Late nineties, early two thousands, maybe. And people may not know, but Styles P was on one of my favorite songs of all times. Was from Sound Bombing. Was when Styles did My Life. That was produced by Ayatollah. So if they with me, then that means they my brother. So him and Quali actually do have a, a connection, connection right? Back in the day, Quali was signed to Raucous. Clearly, and Styles P was on uh, at least one sound bombing. So mm-hmm. I think Raucous Records brought a lot of lot of dope talent to the forefront. When you look at like even like people, you know, of course everybody knows Mose and Quali, but people like Company Flow. Um, I think the kid Thurston Howell the third was signed to Rockets. Actually, I know he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a lot of those, you know, that underground backpack hip hop, like Rockets was like the epitome of backpack underground early 2000s hip hop. Just and Sound Bombing was just always just like a really, really dope collection of. Just MCs. Eminem was on a sound bombing, if I'm not mistaken. I know he was actually. Eminem was on sound bombing three or four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think there was a lot of a lot of the conversations that we talked about in this particular episode could all go back to Rockets because I think it could easily be said that if there was no Rockets, you would not have a Kendrick Lamar right now, like just because of. That's fair. What, you know, what that label brought to the table. Um, and then again, the uh, Styles P and Quali connection. And um, I can't think of a Raekwon Wu-Tang connection to Rockers to tie it all together and make <laughs> it a complete 360. But I'm sure there's something in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes me back to my tape box days. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, well, we still have it in the garage, my tape box. But mm-hmm. I had this Tupperware little drawer that I would pull out and like all of my, you know, my main tapes were in there and they were just like, you know, back in the day when you would have the dub, like maybe you didn't buy it, but your homegirl or your homeboy just dubbed it for you. Um, there were plenty of sound, sound bombing tapes yeah. in the tape box. Yeah. I love my sound bombing CDs. Like I think I might pop it in tomorrow. Actually, I'll, maybe I'll listen to it on iTunes. Yeah, don't, on Apple you don't Music. Have I mean, you don't have to use the CD anymore. You don't have to. I got it in my CD book, though. Like you know, you talked about the CD right. book. I got my like my right. sound bombing collection in the CD book, and it's lit. What's your reminisce list? My reminisce list ties into this episode. Also, my reminisce list is the credits. Mm. Like the credits. Got like it. I, you know, and. Typically, these days, you can go online and find the credits, but sometimes you have to go on a little hunt. And no, it's not the same as pulling out, you know, the cover and just having it all right there, like while you're listening to, you know, while you're having that first listen, looking at the production, looking at thank yous. The thank yous. I would always look at, like, where it was recorded. Right. The um, recording studio. Where it was mastered. Did we talk about this before? I just I got like, like a deja vu. This wasn't one of your reminisce lists before, was it? No. No, no, no. Okay. I, I really had a deja vu right now. Like, we've done this before. Yeah, no, I just remember we had a conversation with somebody about knowing where stuff was mastered. Right. It might have been Lord Finesse. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was Lord but Finesse. But I just missed the credits. And the fact that I couldn't find the credits for the seven 
really pissed me off. Like I want to know. I, I, I want the I want the deets. Yeah, I want I've the always details. been an avid credit uh, reader, especially on tapes and CDs. Right. Uh, because you want to know, like you said, the thank yous. And even if you go back now and look at you know some of the stuff, like you know when we go through albums through from the album the record collection. When I look at the thank yous, I, and I looked at like at MC Shan thank you, and like back then he thanked his wife, and I was like, who knew that MC Shan was married? <laughs> like in nineteen. 19- 87. He was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I want to thank my wife, such and such and such. Like, who knew? Sometimes, Those... yeah, sometimes you got relationship info from the thank yeah, yous yeah, yeah, of, yeah. like, people in the music industry that were dating each other. Yeah, yeah. Or, if, you know, we have a, um, there is a, 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 a album that we have called Uptown's Kicking It, and when I look on that, it's like a, a Uptown Records compilation that has, like, Heavy D and, like, all of these people. And then when you look at the credits, you see that Molly Mall is credited for Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of the production work, stuff that you know you probably wouldn't know if you didn't get a chance to look at those credits. Right. So, right, like I, I need all the information. It, all of that is important to me, and like I said, just the fact that I couldn't find that sometimes I can't find the credits, or the credits are really condensed when mm-hmm. you do find them. Sometimes, right, right, it doesn't right. really say who did what. It's just kind of like these people are credited. Yeah, so bring back those credits, boy. I want the credits, even if. Even if I'm downloading it, if I paid for the download, like y'all owe me some, run me my credits. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. All right, so I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, that's it. All right, so I guess we gotta tell people how to follow us. Make sure you subscribe to our episodes. Make sure you like us. Make sure you tell all your friends about us. Uh, go back and listen to our past episodes. We had uh, producer Bink Dog on the last episode, and he kind of broke down the making of some of the uh, tracks that he did for Rick Ross's album. So that was really dope. So just make sure you like us. Make sure you subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Can I Kick It Podcast, on Twitter at Can I Kick It Show, on Facebook. You can like our Facebook page at Can I Kick It Podcast. And also follow our uh, online vinyl boutique store. So if you like vinyl, if you listen to vinyl, uh, make sure you hit up Remix Record Boutique on IG. And... um and I have two shout outs that I want to give before we go. Kick them. So, um, these are two of our most avid listeners. Um, number one, I want to give a shout out on Instagram. He is Cheeto Puente. Uh, he's had other IG names, but, uh, most recently Cheeto Puente. Shout out to you. He listens to every single episode and I feel like he's the first one to listen to every episode. Salute, salute, Always salute. gives us um, really dope feedback. Triple salute. And he also posted a while ago, posted his top five favorite um, hip hop podcasts. We was up and in I that believe thing. we were number two. Yeah. So that's amazing. And we just appreciate your support. Also, um, speaking of people's favorite uh, podcast lists, I want to also shout out our brothers over at uh, Tissue and the Tape podcast because they um, uh, posted their favorite podcasts and we were in that list as well. Swag time. So we just appreciate everybody that uh, takes the time to listen because we just over here doing it for the culture. Absolutely. Salute to everybody that supports. Salute to everybody that shows love. Um, and yeah, that's it. We're coming back. Next episode will drop soon. Keep your ears peeled. And we out. Peace. All right, you.